Beam Babe. Welcome to the Beam Life Podcast, where we are all about honoring your truth, prioritizing your passions, and unlocking your potential. Let's go. I'm your host, Caitlin, and it's my calling in life to create this community of like-minded, kick-ass women ready to make moves and live a life they are obsessed with. So if you're ready to be everything and more, babe, let's get this party started. Hey, babe, I am so happy you're here. Welcome to the first episode of nine of our bonus series, which I am calling The Last 61. So those of you that are in The Last 61 Challenge, you know exactly what that means. But for those of you who are catching this later um, or um, don't know what The Last 61 is, it is a challenge that I created for this community to intentionally finish 2021 in the best way possible, right? So we're ending this year strong and starting the next year as the best version of ourselves and we're doing it in community. So today when I'm recording this, it's November 1st and I will be dropping an episode every Monday for the last 61 days of this year. Before I go any further, I want to make sure that I talk about what the last 61 challenge is and why I created it. So the challenge is four methods that I know based off of my eight plus years of coaching, all the research and studies I've done and read that there are four things I know to be true that if a human does consistently, the outcome is a better, more fulfilled life. Okay, and these things might be obvious to you if you've done some personal growth work. Um, And even if you have, they might come as a surprise. But I do know that by intentionally adding these four things, which I call the BEAM method, into your life, the outcome without a doubt will lead to more joy. We all need more joy, right? So I'm going to give you what those four things are, and then I'm going to go into the first method in a little bit more depth, okay? So the B method is, the B stands for be kind, the E is exercise, A is attitude of gratitude, and M is meditate, okay? So there you go. There's four things if you do every single day, or I would say 80% even of the days in a year, I promise you that gets you closer to what I call the beam life. So you might be asking yourself, why implement this and, you know, create a challenge around this during the last 61 days of the year? And the reason I decided to do this for, you know, this community was that I really need it for myself. I know that right after Halloween, the world for me seems to just melt. I go into full-blown holiday mode. I start to stress about all the things that are happening and I lose sight of what I said I wanted and what I was working for. Um, You know, that mental part of my brain just goes into this, putting it on the back burner and I start to tell myself, it'll be there in the new year, it'll be there in the new year. Or you'll set a resolution to achieve that, right? This last two months are meant for coasting and just to enjoy. And while I am all about enjoying the holidays, trust me, your girl loves the holidays. 
I also wanted this year to be different. And I know from being in community with all of you, you're working on some really profoundly big things for yourself. And I would hate for you to lose momentum and lose support around the things that are important to you. And how awesome would it be to start 2022 at the top of the ladder, right? So often I feel like I'm at the bottom of the mountain looking up and I'm like, oh geez, I've got to climb this entire hill just to start reaching my goals. Well, what if we were halfway up the mountain, three quarters of the way up the mountain uh, by the time the new year started? And I'm here to tell you that that's possible. So I encourage you, no matter when you're listening to this, even if it's after 2022, um, after the new year starts, right? I encourage you to take these four things, start implementing them in your life, and it will help you build the momentum and the support and the structure you need along with being in community with like-minded people to get you where you want to go. So, all right, babe, let's talk about our first method, which is be kind. Why did I choose this as the first method? And it's really simple when you, when I break it down for you. So kindness is proven. There are so many studies. I'm actually going to read you a study from the UK. Um, but there are so many studies about kindness and it is the number one habit out of all the things that are talked about all the time, exercise, nutrition, meditation, etc. It is the number one thing that is proven to have the most effect on your life and mental health when done consistently. Okay, let me say that again. Being kind, and I'm really talking about being kind to yourself, has more effect than any other habit you do when done consistently. And it happens to be the thing that people do the least. So if you're already being kind to yourself, Cheers to you, girlfriend. You've got a leg up on the rest of us, right? Because most of us, when when we think about being kind, we're talking about being, or we think about automatically being kind to others. And while that has its own beautiful, positive effects, I really wanted this challenge when I use the word be kind to be for yourself, I'm going to, you know, talk about this study and why I think it's so brilliant and I love the statistics that they give. And then I'm going to go into the how. Ways you can be kind to yourself and how I really when you're going through this challenge, I want you to think about these things on a consistent basis. So, in this study that they did in the UK, Um, I'm just going to read you a little portion of the study here. It says, kindness can have real benefits for our mental health and well-being. In April of 2020, the Mental Health Foundation worked with the YouGov to conduct an online survey of 4,246 UK adults over 18. We found that 63% of the adults agree that when people are kind, it has a positive impact on their mental health. And the same proportion agree that being kind to others has an impact on mental health. Studies have found that being kind is linked to increased feelings of happiness, well-being, and life satisfaction for people of all ages. Across a range of studies, 
people who carry out acts of kindness are found to experience greater well-being. Who doesn't want that, babe? This seems to be the case regardless of whether the recipient of our kindness is those close to us, society more broadly, or ourselves. There is even some evidence to suggest that simply remembering kind things we have done in the past may increase our well-being. How amazing is that? Okay, so I am throwing science at you, right? This is not just how I feel about kindness. And this is just one of thousands and thousands of studies done about the effects of kindness. So I really, really want you to think about when is the last time you were truly kind to yourself? And what does that mean? Because often we can just say, yeah, sure, we were nice to ourselves when three seconds later, we're, you know, beating ourselves down for something. Okay. So kindness is a constant effort and something we need to have top of mind to be aware of when it is acting up, right? When we're not being kind to ourselves. I also do want you to think of the kindness and generosity that you are expressing outwardly as well, right? So that can uh, be, be, mean being there for people in times of need. Uh, It can mean volunteer work, um, just lending a helping hand, um, you know, helping others with their stress levels. Those are all ways, right, we can be kind to others. But let's get back to our main point here, which is being kind to yourself. So when I thought about being kind to myself, Five things came to mind on things that have worked for me in the past to reach new levels of relationship with myself. And the first number one thing that comes to mind when I talk about being kind is forgiving yourself. This is a lot easier said than done. I completely realize that. But all of us have faults. All of us have failures. All of us have things that when we look back on, we say, man, I wish had I known that information, I would have done it completely different. Or if I had known how that was going to have an effect on that person, I would have done it completely different. But the coulda, woulda, shouldas, right, really can add up. And the person who really is damaged from that and feels the effects of that is you. So if you are holding on to something that you struggle with forgiving yourself on, that's the work, babe. That's the work because I'm here to tell you as soon as you start to heal from that and start to let go of all that, you know, darkness and negativity that wells up inside of you around that, once you start to work through that and let it go, the light that starts to come in is contagious and it will overfill you. So start to work there first. The second thing I think of is giving yourself recognition. I'm currently in a life coaching certification program and this is something that's very new to me because I'm always used to checking the box, saying it's done and moving on and what can I do next? But what my certification program is really big on and it's uncomfortable is I'm asked every single time I get on a call, how did you celebrate your win? 
And that's a hard question to answer because that means I have to recognize myself for doing, you know, having a win and doing something I said I was going to do. And then how did I celebrate that? Was it by going on a walk? Was it by getting my nails done? Was it by, you know, taking the time and um, going to a park and reading a book and being in the sunshine? Was it spending time with my daughter and we did a really fun craft? What did it look like? How did I celebrate, right? It doesn't mean that you had to go out to this fancy, expensive dinner, but what did you do to recognize yourself and your greatness? Because you deserve to be recognized, babe. You are so great. And the gifts you bring to this community and to your, you know, your own community outside of here is so valuable. And there's only one of you that can do that. So make sure you're giving yourself the recognition, which is a huge way of how to be kind to yourself. Number three is keeping little promises. Um, this is something that I have learned along the way that the promises that we break to ourselves are almost every day. And when we start to have a habit of breaking promises with ourselves, the counter effect comes where we start to beat ourselves up. And so in order to stop the you know trash talking, what I have found is when I set those little promises, like the time I'm going to get out of bed or how I'm going to exercise or how I'm going to eat that day or how I'm going to, um, you know, take the time and meditate for the day or my work level, my stress level, all those things, all those promises I make to myself, I work my best to keep them because I wouldn't break a promise with anyone else and I need to keep that same value with myself. So I know that when I do that, it's one of the best ways that I can be kind to me. Number four, this is a huge one. Uh, we just talked a lot about this in the Beam Life book club because it is a theme in the book we're reading and that is stop trying to be fucking perfect. I said it, the F-bomb, because perfectionism deserves that word, okay? It is something we need to get out of our life and realize that we are just human. We are born imperfect and we are perfectly imperfect. And trust me, I think this goes along with number one, forgiving yourself. It is a lot easier said than done because... High achieving people like ourselves who have dreams and aspirations also have standards and we set high standards for ourselves and when we fall short of those, um, we tend to really be aggressively hard on ourselves, harder than we would be on anyone else if they were to fall short on this, right? So stop trying to be perfect and comparing yourself to everyone else around you and try to add more grace into your into your daily practice, right? And if you fall short, which is normal, understand why it happened and move on and know that we have more opportunity to change it, right? And learn from it. And lastly, one of my favorite ways of being kind to myself is having the mantra, I am enough. 
just as I am. There is nothing I need to change about me to prove to anyone to be any better. I am good enough and I am enough right now in this moment. So I'll repeat those quickly. It is forgive yourself, give yourself recognition, keep your little promises, stop stop trying to be perfect, and know that you are enough. And so what happens when, you know, now that we know how we can do that, I want to kind of let you in on some things that have worked for me on throughout the day when I start having these what if cycles coming up or doubts or negativity pop up into my head about myself and my abilities, I interrupt that pattern. And as soon as I start to hear something negative creep in my head, I can't always um, change the first thought, right? The first thought is kind of like that automatic trigger. It's our brain going into habit. Um, and it's in a habit of being of being negative. And so I can't always, you know, fix the first thought. But the second thought I have control over. And I instantly interrupt that pattern by taking a deep breath and saying, that is bullshit. Complete bullshit. You would never say that to anyone else that you remotely care about. And so absolutely, you should not be talking this way to yourself. So interrupting the pattern is so important. And as soon as you start to, like I'll use number one, right? Forgiving yourself. If this is something you struggle with, as soon as one of those patterns start to pop up about some kind of guilt you have, stop it immediately and say something positive about yourself and something you have learned from that lesson and the person, the woman, the bean babe that you have become from going through that. I guarantee you just having a pattern of interruption because our brain works in patterns, the more you do that, the less frequent those thoughts will become. And your attitude is contagious when you start to be kind to yourself. So it's automatically going to have this mirror effect on everyone around you. The other thing is something I learned from Mel Robbins, and I think it's brilliant. She talked about her son doing it as he was growing up, and he would give his like anxiety a name, like he named it. And so what I do is I name my negative personality and her name is Peggy. So I don't like Peggy. Peggy is totally not a nice girl. So as soon as Peggy starts to come up into my brain, I'm like, okay, goodbye, Peggy. I'm done with you today. And what happens is when I give it a name, that begins to make that personality somebody different and not me. I disassociate myself from Peggy because while Peggy is, yes, my internal voice, I don't want to be associated with her. So when I give her a name, she's goodbye because I can dismiss her. 
Okay. So that has something been something so brilliant that I heard um, Mel Robin share about what her son did with anxiety. And I, I did it for kindness and, and for unkind behaviors that my brain loves to often say to myself. And so I hope these things help you get clear on what I mean when I say be kind, um, because it can be kindness is something that we often interpret in a way that's convenient for us. And, and it's a way for us to ignore all the things that we've built up. But I want you to really do some deep work here. And I want to encourage you to really, really dive deep into what that means for yourself. And lastly, I'm going to wrap, wrap up this podcast with our word of the week, which is discovery. Okay. And why I chose discovery for week one of this challenge is discovery means the action or process of discovery or being discovered and self-discovery. More importantly, this is how we show up and how we decide to live our life. This is where you define your values, your strength, and how you show up 100% authentically as yourself. It's nearly impossible to live authentically without self-discovery because without self-discovery, we're often living the lives everyone else told us we should live instead of one that we've created for ourselves based off our own truths and our own values, right? So... One way of self-discovery that is always helpful for me is really getting deep on what is your source of joy and what makes you beam. And for me, nothing brings me more joy than being with you, being in community, watching you have a breakthrough, watching you through a new pair of glasses and see this woman that you haven't met or seen in a long time, but she's always been there. And when I see another woman experience her own potential, I mean, I literally get tears in my eyes as I talk to you thinking about how much joy that brings me because it is something so, so profound and so beautiful and so contagious. So that is my source of joy and what truly makes me beam. So I want you to do the work, if you don't already know, to find what makes your heart light up and then start creating a life of truth and authenticity that honors that. And what are your values around that? What are your boundaries? What are your things that you know that are your you know, non-negotiables? You have to set that up so that you feel like you can step forward in your power. Okay, so that was a lot for, you know, this podcast. There's a lot of good information here that truly, if implemented, will create incredible waves of change for you in a positive way. And I'm excited to be a part of that. I'm excited to share these last 61 days with you and watch all the things that you do and the discoveries you make 
And if you're not already part of this challenge, it's never too late to join. Uh, you can always DM me on Instagram at The Beam Life or use the link in the show notes to join. We would love to have you as part of our community. And um, as I always say, it's never too late to live your best beam life, okay? So that's all I have for you today. Happy 61 challenge. I love you all. Keep beaming, babe. Until next week. You are the best, Beam Babe. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another Beam Babe or post it on social and tag me at The Beam Life so I can tell you thank you for helping me share the mission. You can also send me a text. Yes, a real text to 323-673-2709 where we can connect outside of the podcast. You can either chat with me one-on-one or just receive the weekly text I send to beam you up throughout your week. Anyways, it's been fun as always, and I'm honored to be a part of your journey. Until next time, keep beaming, babe.